This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of What Most People Think. In the start of this current election, I'm going to use some sound bites for you. Let me be clear, this podcast is oven ready. Let's get, let's get this podcast done for the many and not the few. Free broadband! Free broadband, that's what you do, isn't it? When you've run out of ideas, you just offer free broadband. That was funny, man. You know, like as, as a socialist, some of Corbyn stuff, they're legitimate things. You know, whether you agree with them or not offering nationalisation of rail, gas, mail. Might you say free broadband, it does sound a bit like Ned's Ned's crazy closing down sale, doesn't it? Hey, free broadband, I must have lost my mind here. Free broadband for everybody, but anyway. Anyway, so we will talk about politics uh, in a moment. I hope you're well, I hope you're well. Um, thank you for downloading the last couple of episodes where I did solo ones after me bitching about the fact nobody downloaded them, they did really well. Um, today is a guest podcast, but what I've decided is I'm only going to have guests on when I think it's someone that can really bring something new and uh, interesting to the table. And I know that on this podcast we often talk, don't we, about a lot about male-female issues. I'm obsessed with them, basically, and feminism and gender politics and sexual politics. Well, Jade Adams is a brilliant comic, and I went to see her at the Edinburgh Fringe, and she did a show uh, called The, Bile- the Ballad of uh, Kylie Jenner's Old Face. And it was kind of like a very working class take on feminism. So I thought I'd get her in on the podcast for us to have a chat with and just kind of pick her brain about perhaps a more working class, pragmatic uh, view of feminism. We have have an interesting wide ranging chat and we sort of do a few letters and advice at the end as well. Before we do that, we've got to catch up on the politics, haven't we? I mean, it's just going, it's just going mad, isn't it? So now, now you, if you vote for the Tories, you're Islamophobic. And if you vote for Labour, you're anti-Semitic. Uh, which, so we've got we've got to vote for Lib Dems, have we? But they're kind of like democrophobic. But there's been a lot happening. There's been a lot happening. I would like to focus on the question time debate that was on last Friday, which was on the 22nd of November or 23rd, because it had all four leaders on it. And Corbyn had done okay in the ITV one on the Tuesday, which was the head-to-head with, uh, with Boris Johnson. And this time, he, I don't think he did as well. And also, it made it look worse because he went out and he had that demented clapping thing going on. Somehow, Labour or Momentum had managed to kind of pack this audience with some very pro-Corbyn people. And it, they, they're just, they're too blatant, aren't they? They just, they seem to think that they can win the election with, with clapping. Not just clapping loud, but really fast. If I clap fast. And that, that, like, like the whole election is going to be won on some massive clapometer, like those game shows from the 50s. But I don't think he was that impressive, Corbyn, because he sort of had a home crowd and he still was just okay. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't terrible, but there was, a lot of the people in the audience did seem like plants because they were, they were asking questions where they'd managed to fold in like a compliment to Jeremy Corbyn. You know, Jeremy, dear leader, nice guy, why are people so, so mean to you, Corbyn? Let me ask this completely objective question now. Nicola Sturgeon, she uh, she got she gets an easy ride. Well, she she did in this one from the British media. You know, they just like 
So Nicola, I'd just like to ask, why are you so nice, Nicola? Why, Nicola, Nicola, I'm a middle-class Londoner, and I just think you're, I just think you're really nice. And I just want to ask you, how can I vote for you, even though I don't live in Scotland? It, I, I just, just begging to get her in front of a more mixed spectrum of uh, Scottish political sensibilities there, because they would have torn her apart. Which obviously happened once she had the Andrew Neil interview, and he, my God, she looked. I mean, I saw. You just, you, she, you, she looked like you know in cricket. It's been a while since I've done a cricket analogy. But you know, like when you get a batsman that comes in and, and scores loads of runs, but you're sort of like, have they really faced any good bowling yet? Do you know what I mean? Like they've had a little series against West Indies in England, flat tracks, you know, and then suddenly they're up against. Do you know what I mean? They're up against Jofra Archer. You're coming in bowling, and 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 my my God, Andrew Neil gave her some chin music, didn't he? He um, she looks very uncomfortable, but that's just what should happen. That's just what should happen. But the the London centric media do seem to be a bit in awe of her because she's nice. She's just nice. She's just a clear communicator. Even though the crux of what she's saying is fundamentally fucking paradoxical, she says it in a nice way. Joe Swinson. Now, Joe Swinson, she did not have many friends in that studio, did she? She came out and she just thought she could bounce on with that Joe Swinson energy. <laughs> I'm young, I'm nice. And uh, she won't get none of that Sturgeon love. She won't get none. But the thing is with Labour, because it was packed with uh, Labour, or, or certainly the most vocal people in the audience were Labour supporters, and they really hate the Lib Dems, do you know what I mean? And uh, they came at her, and she, she, was, she stood her ground, in fairness, to the Swinson. She, um, but you, she reminded me, it was like a tough gig and she stood her ground and she did her time, but she reminded me of when I did a, a Christmas gig in Nottingham in 2007 and I got slow hand clapped. Like, I st- but I did my time, that's the main thing. Nobody wanted me to be there, but by God, I did what was contractually obliged to me. And she kept on finishing these points with a flourish and she was doing okay to actually wrap up her points and she was waiting for this applause break that just never came. It just never came. And then finally on was uh, Boris Johnson. And uh, he actually did something that I thought no politician would do in this campaign. There was straight out of the gate, there was a woman that asked about retrospective uh, balancing payments for women whose pension was brought forward, uh, was, was, sorry, delayed. And he just said, uh, it's too expensive. <laughs> it, it's, it's just refreshing, isn't it? Just refreshing to hear a politician go, uh, yeah, not here, sorry, not this time, not for you. Anyway, next question. <laughs> One thing with Boris, though, is in this campaign is I just feel like this is there to be won, this election. You know, there could be a decent majority, but he, he sometimes seems to be strolling around it, you know, and, and hesitating and he, he's fluffing his lines. And, and, you know, when it comes to the economy, stop talking about fucking Brexit as well. Like, like we get it. You're going to get Brexit done. You know, mention it a couple of times in each appearance, but he really, with his fucking oven-ready metaphor I mean what is what is that is that is that supposed to be appealing to working class people it's like fuck me fuck me old Boris uses an oven I didn't realise he was one of us let's vote for Boris with his oven oh did he just say microwave we've been known to use those then we get god I'll be voting for Boris but Boris sort of uh, survived it he looked like he looked like the adrenaline of knowing he was going out to a tough crowd actually um, gave him a little bit of kick that he needed to actually just fucking get on with it. And, and, and he also, for the first time in this campaign, mentioned the fact that the jobs market is buoyant and that wage settlements are outstripping inflation. If I, was, if I was a toy, I'd go on with that with a fucking T-shirt. That would be on my T-shirt. I'd have a tattoo on my fucking forehead. Because that's what matters to people, isn't it? 
It's what matters to most people, right? What most people think, you said, remembering to name check the uh, whole point of the um, podcast for the first time in quite some time. But So just before uh, we get on the chat with Jay, just a quick thank you and a fuck you. I want to thank you to the makers of uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens on PS4 because me and my son have been smashing this game and he loves it. He loves it so much. It, it's been the best thing playing all the levels and stuff like that. He doesn't always know what's going on. You know, but like watching his reaction, because sometimes all you got to do is shoot stormtroopers. That's what he likes best, right? And when I hand him the joypad, the noise that he makes, I've never heard him make this noise before. He goes, <laughs> as he like, he, he, he literally falling over himself to grab the joypad for me. And I know that some people be going, but Jeff, you know, he's a three and a half year old boy. Does he really need to be playing a game that involves guns? And you know, he might grow up thinking, what? He might grow up thinking that it's okay to shoot Lego people. If I, you know, I think as a parent, if my son grows up thinking that if a huge Lego man attacks him, that he could shoot them, I think that's all right actually, because I think that if that was happening, something odd would have shifted in the sort of uh, reality paradigm, and maybe he should uh, be shooting them, you know. And also the main thing is, is that he's he's a good kid. He's got. Why am I reacting to like this? Like my parenting is being fucking offsteaded. No one's actually said anything to me, but I'm fighting this battle in my head, which is part of my problem. Uh, a quick fuck you to uh, men that hu- blow huge vape clouds. Okay, I can't remember if I've discussed this before, but I've just seen it happening again recently. Blokes, they, I don't know, it's, it's usually blokes that do this, and they, they sort of blow this huge vape cloud, then they look around, don't they? They look, look around with all that sense of wonder of a child that's just done a big shit, and they just look so pleased with themselves, and they seem to expect credit for it. I don't know what they're, what they're waiting for, like just some guy, someone's going to come up and go, hey, dude, dude, great smoking. Essentially, they want to be, they want to be congratulated on their smoking. That's like, wow, you can, wow, you've set your levels and your fucking rig or whatever it's called that you can blow this huge. Do you know what? it would be impressive, right? If if that was pure tobacco smoke, <laughs> but it's not, is it? You know, you look at that cloud, you think, wow, there goes a rebel, and you walk through and it fucking smells of cherry. Okay, James Dean did not smoke cherry cigarettes. Okay, he he, the fact that it was bad for him is why it, it was cool. I just, I think, I, I don't know about vaping, man. I just, it's just something sinister about it. You know, there's something sinister. I wonder if there'll be the equivalent, you know, like when you used to have older relatives that used to chain smoke. That's not so much of a thing anymore, is it? But um, you know, they used to get like the yellow fucking fingers and the yellow hair. <laughs> like that was commitment. And they used to have like a little spot above them in the, uh, in the lounge that was just brown. I mean, like the level of the addiction to just see that and not think, ah, I might be smoking too much. There appears to be like a sort of radioactive trail of me uh, in my front room where I sit and do this. Ah, it's probably fine, I'll just carry on. You know, but is there, is there gonna be a similar thing with vaping, you know? Are they gonna be like cherry hair? They're just gonna be people that will reach old age and they won't be able to stop their hair smelling of whatever fucking weird, like popcorn shit or roasted almond fucking, just, just smoke for God's sake. If I was if I was in the tobacco industry now, I would rebrand tobacco as organic smoking. That's what I would say. I would say that I would say that cigarettes are actually vegan, <laughs> and actually vape. I'd just make up something. I'd say that it has like gelatin in it because we're in the post-truth age, right? And then everyone be hopping about going on. I'd say, you know what? Instead of moaning about my lies, why don't you just come up with a better lie? <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the chat with Jade.
But just quickly before we do, I'm aware that there is a buzzing noise in the background here. It's fucking aircon. I booked this uh, room and I don't know how to turn it off. And it, 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 I don't know, maybe I've just drawn attention to it. I don't know, what, what do you want? Fucking refund? I'll tell you what, why don't, why don't I make my tour, tour tickets cheaper? Oh, I forgot, they already are. So, once again with the defensiveness. But genuinely, apologies for the background noise. So, Jade Adams, welcome to What Most People Think. Hello, Jeff Norcott. Um, I'm really happy to be here. You, with your regional accent. <laughs> Listen to that. It's the moneymaker, isn't it? Now, Jade, I come and saw your show, uh, your Edinburgh show um, in Edinburgh. Thank you. I, I think that's the best place to see an Edinburgh show. Yeah. Um, and it's called The Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Face. Old face. Old face, because she's got a new face. She's got a different mm. face. She's got a new... And, and what struck out, and what a lot of people see, incredibly well-reviewed, sold-out houses... Uh, very funny show. What stood out was it, it was a slightly different take on, on feminism as such, you know. So what what made you think that there was... Because obviously you, you've done a lot of stuff that's been singing-based before and entertainment-based. What made you think that there was a different take available? Well, I noticed that feminism was a predominantly uh, middle-class conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and often I felt excluded from the chat. And I thought, well, if I am, and I'm actually middle-class, let's be honest now, things have changed. No one listening is agreeing with that. Or <laughs> that at all, but let's, let's just go with that. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm from a working-class background, yeah. and I feel like, well, you know, if I'm feeling excluded from that conversation, then loads of other women must be. And then I was thinking, well, you know, do working class women really care about feminism? Because where I'm from, women are just in charge. There's no sort yeah. of, you know, like, I, it's not often you're in a working class household with, uh, without some, like, Larry woman shouting yeah, at everyone yeah. about not doing something, not doing the washing up or the rest, but not being home. But I just thought it'd be an interesting take on it because um, you just hear a lot of, uh, I, I, I had heard, just heard a lot of women moaning about men. Um, and, and obviously, quite rightly, some of the awful things that men have done recently. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, the only way I feel that I can be a good person is if I take some criticism mm-hmm. um, myself. So I wanted to sort of poke some holes in the sort of concept of modern day feminism. Yeah. Because um, I just feel like if we're going to show the lads, uh, you know, how it's done, we should, you know, try and be better than mm. we have been, I think. Because when people say to me, you know, stick up for your women, be there for your girls, I think back to university, or and primary school actually, but university was pretty bad, which was some of the worst times of my life. And it wasn't a man that put me there, it was mm. girls. Well, this is one of the odd things about fourth wave feminism, is, is, is kind of, what's come with it is this sense of women as being intuitively virtuous. Like, women are just nice right and men are men are bad and there's the, the broad brush strokes of it are where perhaps everyday people have slightly dropped out i suppose yeah. they thought well that's not true my mum's a fucking nightmare do you know yeah. what i mean or you know like you say you you were bullied by girls i suppose the answer of modern feminism would be to say well you know would be to take the blame away from those girls well they only did that because we internalized misogyny or because oh, yeah. society no, made it's... them do it or grazia magazine made them do it they did it all for their uh, their themselves because survival that you know if you think about early man and early woman men yeah. went out and you know chop some trees down kill some deer i don't know what they do yeah. and then we stay at home and you know we look after the house and 
and we wait for our man to come home. Mm. The way that women um, have always um, been around each other is this uh, this sort of fight for attention because there's always been more well during war times as well. There been yeah. more women than there would be men, and 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 just the way women have responded to the way that women fight or win battles is by being underhanded they don't they can't you know like physically yeah. women can't overpower people that as many people i probably could because i've i'm quite strong but there's you know the majority of women can't overpower someone in a fight so they'll do it in clever in, in <laughs> clever well you, you see this ways. a lot like i always thought that you know you talk about abuse uh, from men to women and obviously with the physical difference that's particularly brutal but having said that, I've seen loads of blokes just get bullied by women that are a lot more emotionally intelligent that would just pick and win a fight just for shits and giggles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you see the idiot, you know, just going around punching a cupboard, like injuring himself. <laughs> and, 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 but he possibly, I don't know, whereas working class men have the language to perhaps articulate what's wrong with their relationship. They just think oh, that's just what it's like, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think that women, like whatever class you are as a woman, you are you are encouraged to, and you generally have the ability to articulate what is making you unhappy about your relationship. Yeah. Whereas blokes, I don't think that they always know. They never. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they. Deep down, they know, but they just tick over and they just oh, it's just what it's like, isn't it? You know, so it goes. This is just what life is. And then they go and gamble ten grand on a credit card in a bookies they don't realize that's an internalized act of rebellion yeah they don't realize like you know sleeping with your wife's best mate yeah across the road is again an act of rebellion they don't understand so i spoke to my granddad today um he phoned me it's my birthday and he phoned me up and my nan died in july and she um uh how do i put this was not great and mm. uh, my mum had to move out quite early and my granddad told me about a week after she died that she's never said the words i love you yeah. in 50 years of marriage which is quite tyrannical and then he's on the phone to me today and he's talking about how you know he misses his he misses his wife and he misses he calls her mum as well he doesn't call her Priscilla it's really weird yeah. he misses Nan he misses Nan and all of that and you know he's told that the funeral directors that he wants to be put in the same casket as her which was odd yeah. and then the next breath was oh yeah your, your Nan didn't talk to me for 10 years she just used to shuffle around the house and 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 I and I wanted to say to my granddad, you were living with an absolute arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> why can't you say it? Mm. Why why are you like oh it's just what it's like? It's not just what it's like. Yeah, if yeah. someone's doing something you don't like, you should be able to go, Oi mate, stop fucking up. Well, I suppose like this year, like maybe with Love Island and stuff like that, we had we had the emergence of something like called, called gaslighting, right? Which is the idea that men might cynically uh, manipulate women to make them think that things that weren't happening were happening and vice versa. Yeah. Now I think for a lot of people that's quite a lot to take in that the idea that men were manipulating women. Like I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that it doesn't Well they happen. do. So so if a man cheats on a woman, so I will say this about yeah. gaslighting, if a man cheats on a woman, the only way and if he has an affair, yeah. the only way that he can carry on with that affair is by gaslighting a woman. Which mm. is by she, her you know sort of you know thinking that she knows something's happening and right so she's picking her, up on little signs here and, and there. he's saying it's not you're you're, you're, you're imagining this you're yeah. mad you're crazy that's what gaslighting is so yes, yes. however <laughs> women do this too yeah that's what I sort women, of women are probably more manipulative than men in fact men are more stupid at having affairs than women are yeah like, they'll get caught out in a much smaller time frame I feel <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean like women will take that shit to the grave 
like you know maybe a nan maybe a, <laughs> she's, she's taken summit to the grave <laughs> she's taken summit to hell mate that's where she's gone <laughs> And that, that's what I find, I suppose, people find odd now because, like, the liberal bubble and stuff moves on with these new definitions and these new words. And, and, and it takes a while for the general public to kind of... Because that, that idea of gaslighting will row back on what they've always felt, which was that women are much better at controlling and manipulating through use of emotion uh, and language. You know, I mean, I'm gaslighting at a low level. Well, you know, when a woman, like, just reorders a room or a, a house, changes the house around... And then he's angry with the bloke because he doesn't know where stuff is. Yeah. That's gaslighting. Yes, gaslighting for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I... It's not as bad as fucking your sister, but, you know. <laughs> it, you know. And, and this is where I think we're at with, like, the gender debate is, obviously, that we've had sort of four or five years of very ambitious uh, narrative around the, the sort of fluidity of gender roles and how it's all a construct and we can change it. And then, yeah, I was at the swimming pool the other day and I saw three women swimming in a row at the same time so they could carry on talking. And I thought, I just don't feel like in my lifetime I'm going to see that with men. No. Do you, you know what I mean? At the swimming pool. I would just... do that with a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why? To... We love to talk. We love, you know, we love a gossip and talking and hanging out. And, like, I just came back from Denmark with my best friend and, like, we just had a great time together. And yeah. it was Did just... you talk the whole time? We just spoke the whole time. There was nothing but talking the whole time. But we just had dinner and we talked. And that, well, actually... We watched documentaries and we didn't talk during, during the documentaries, but we yeah, we spoke the whole time. We've got loads to talk about. But did you not at some point think, like, it'd be nice to have a bit of not talking, but then I'll feel like if I just say, look, just back off, like, that would feel No, because that just naturally happens if we need it, but right, most of okay. the time we don't. It is... That need to talk... I just... Because there is that statistic about the number of words that women will use per day versus Way more men. than men. But is it... Are they constructive? That's what I, I want to no, know. You know, absolutely not. We chat an absolute load of old bollocks, but it's comforting, and we enjoy. We, you know, we just enjoy that sort of sisterly um, uh, relationship that we have with each other. But um, no, we we speak absolute waffle most of the time. But it's like an enjoyable. Mm. Th I can't even describe why it's enjoyable. Is it almost like a physical enjoyment, just to keep going? Like you get like a tempo thing. You get going with it. You get a valid. Do you know what it is? There's validation involved in it as well. So there's. I would say that I used to be quite codependent, which is a form of addiction, but it's an addiction to people. So you oh. feel that you um, are only validated by the amount of friends you've got or the people you've got around you, and if you're on your own, you get FOMO and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I would say in my. Uh, well, actually, before uh, I uh, I had sort of a trauma in my family, I was probably quite codependent, and and. I would say that I'm not alone in that with women, which mm. is this idea that you're not validated unless you've got a man around or if you've got a girl around and stuff like women can have that and uh, can can have that um, that thing a lot. Um, but with with Babs and I, I do feel a sense of validation that I have got when I look at her. I've got the coolest best mate. She's wicked. Yeah. We had a big falling out once we didn't speak to each other for a year, but that was just due to uh, circumstances. Um, but she's come back into my life over the last six months, and it's been lovely. And we and it doesn't matter what we talk about; it's just that we we just love hanging out with each other. We mm. just really enjoy each other's company because what will happen in those moments is pockets of magic happen. So we talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah. And then every now and again, 
because we're both creative, so she's a fine artist. Yeah. Every now and again, she'll say something that's really great for something I'm doing, or I'll say something that's really great for what she's doing. So in that, in those spoken, in yeah. that frenzy of chat, in, <laughs> there will be something magic that happens from it's it. It's like always. improv. Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's just improv. Just, just keep going, throwing shit at the wall. We just say yes to each other constantly. But like, I suppose <laughs> that's the thing. Where as a bloke, I would have like a degree of shame if. If I realised that the chat was poor chat, so I'd just shut up then. I wouldn't think to keep going, going, this will be all right, we're just ticking over now, we're treading water, we're treading chat water. I'd go, okay, it's a bit, time, a bit quiet time there. We just, that was a bit cliched what we just discussed. Rich does worry, my boyfriend does yeah. worry so much uh, more about what he's saying, how he's saying it, and who he's saying it to, or I don't give a shit. Yeah. He does worry about it. He, um, he will do this thing, and I don't know if you do this, he'll... Um, uh, keep himself up at night thinking about the things he said the night before and whether mm. or not he bothered anyone or if he... Yeah, no, I have a real, real issue. I could name like incidents going back 15 years that I could still blush at. Like, ju- just a little social faux pas. I mean, even when... It, so when I was 14, right, I was being taught uh, GCSE history by his teacher and got on really well with her, you know? And I, I sort of savoured being... Like, she was quite a humorous teacher... Uh, she's quite an attractive teacher, you know. I enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed. That, I used to like that. my history teacher, Mr. Twigger. Mr. Twigger. Yeah, he was quite attractive, and he was just like, just nice, you know. Yeah. Just cared yeah. about me. Well, she was she was in that mould as well, and then one one day she was struggling to get control of the classroom, and she she'd referred to herself before as the bitch, right? And it was an all boys school and stuff, so some of the female the teachers did kind of enjoy this weird kind of like overshare type. Thing. But anyway, so she was struggling to get control of class, and then so I went, "Hey lads, let the bitch speak," right? Thinking that I was in a place of security in which I could get away with that, and I just remember she just tore like the whole room went quiet. So every single lad in that room, even the naughtiest ones, knew that I was out of order. And then she just went at me, Jeffrey. Jeffrey was fucking like humiliated me for ages and ages. Did you ever speak to her about it? Um, it just changed like the dynamic between us and but stuff. You could, but you could have unchanged that dynamic by explaining to her. Oh no, I did. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. So she, she even while she was like raging at me, she accepted that calling herself the bitch in front of a group of fourteen-year-old boys. Well, I was gonna say asking for it. I mean, that's not really what you're saying now. But <laughs> So just a bit of a hype for the tour here. So rather than just keep throwing dates at you, um, it's been pointed out to me that my tickets are on the cheap side. 14 quid, roughly, on average. Some a bit dearer, some a bit less so, before we all start bitching. But 14 quid. Like, you see all these left-wing comedians? Do you know what I mean? Their socialism doesn't extend to their fans, does it? (laughs) They think the state should be distributing more money against poor people. They don't think they should be distributing their money well, look, given my politics, it is, I am ashamed of, of how this borderline communist pricing that I'm doing. So I promise you this, that the spring leg, the spring extension in 2020, that'll be the last time that I engage in this Corbynista type price. Unless, of course, Jeremy Corbyn gets in and I'm nationalised and then it'll be like four quid a ticket. And it won't be anywhere near as good because I won't have as much time to you know spend on it because there's no investment because the price point is too low. That's kind of how socialism works. But but look, all I'm saying is I think my tickets are reasonably priced for this one. Obviously, in the next year or so, when I do a tour again, I'll become a massive fucking deal. Do you know what I mean? So if you are a tight fucker, and hey, Yorkshire, Scotland, I see. 
people have never been funnier than they are right now. Mm. And I want to I want to put a mirror on the way that society is right now, rather than putting a mirror on the way that. Uh, you know, and uh, trying to sort of start a rally in a way. I don't want to. Mm. I don't. I, I don't. I. I just. I think it's funny to sort of take the mick out of these Instagram women that get their. You know, like Caroline Calloway, who's just. I don't know if you. Know I don't know. She, I don't know who she is, but she's got one of the most. Her Instagram account is just. It's just mad. Mm. She like there was recently a photograph of her with her legs spread in a bikini. And she's on a beach. She's not. You can't see her head, but it's just her body. Mm. And she's talking about the opening sentence is something like, four weeks ago, my dad committed suicide. Two weeks ago, something else happened." And then it says, "I will not let anyone tell me that I am not a sexy, grief-ridden creep." It was just mad, oh. and it had loads and loads yeah. of likes. And I think that stuff is just, you know, hilarious. Well, I think that I was looking at um, a couple of sort of female celebrities that I follow. And um, I noticed, like, the... the Who do you follow? Uh, like, well, e- Emily Atak, you know, the yeah. ones you suppose. And she's a great-looking girl. Like, the ones that have a bit of boob in them exponentially get higher likes. Yeah. From women as well. And we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we got rid of page three, didn't we? But we've just put it back on Instagram. I suppose what a feminist would say was, like, they've taken ownership of that. That instead mm-hmm. of... But then it's Does harder it to monetize, though, isn't it? Like... But then what was it? What was it for page three? It was like 300 quid to get your tits out. And then was it, it wasn't much money. But you know it's like you do it for PR, it's exposure for your tits. Then there's another tit circuit, the corporate tit circuit, where you, where you, can, <laughs> where you, do, where you just get them out for a Saudi prince and you get, you get two and a half grand a tit. And if you got three, then you're doing well. The woman from Top of Recall, she smashes it. She smashes it on that circuit. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that was one of the things like you discussed in the show that I think was tricky for the, some of the audience members because like there is the thing, like I say, this weird thing of like, don't go at, at women. But like, you know, there are, you know, I suppose there's also, you know, the, the kind of diets and stuff that are being promoted now. It, get, it gets trickier. It ain't feminism. I don't, I, I, people can at me all they like. I won't reply. But I don't think it's feminism to get get your bits out, mm. no matter how empowering it looks. I just, what if it's just before you get run over by the king's horse? Um, still not feminism. If you did it in the suffrage movement and you just managed to splay your legs just as the, and so you got like the whole world was like, was well, she look look at that like, just look at what she did for feminism. Look at that. Yeah. No, it's still not feminism. I don't think... I mean, people have their own interpretations of it, but yeah. my interpretation of feminism is, is, uh, is not... doesn't involve um, uh, sexual gratification of one's body, nudity, or... Because no. I don't know who it's for. Like, it's like... I think Lizzo's music's great, but I want her to, like, stop booty shaking on stage. I'm not... Mm. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it because I don't want to see that. Mm. Like I, I don't find it empowering to see. A, like I can do that. I can look at my own fat white ass in a mirror and and bounce it up and down. Like I don't feel cheated as a fat person that I haven't seen enough big fat asses like booty shaking on stage at Hyde Park. Yeah. I don't feel that way. It's empowering. It's not empowering, Jeff. You, you. <laughs> I don't know. It's not. Well, it's a weird thing about empowering. Is I'm quite an individual. Right? I'm an individualistic person. So the moment I hear the word empowering, I think, who, who gave me power? I already, <laughs> I already had it. I have power. Yeah, I had it to, here, to begin yeah. with. It's not yours to give away. Or, or so. No, I, I, I do. Know, I do know what you mean. And also think like 
I find it odd that there's all these people walking around just feeling powerless and they just need other people to do shit. They still feel powerless feel... after you've given them power, though. Yeah. These people don't have power because of their upbringing, because of some uncle somewhere that said something to them when they were younger. They they, they didn't feel pow- empowered at work and stuff. There's nothing... There's no amount of, of arse-shaking that Lizzo's going to do that's going to empower a load of women. That the, the empowerment doesn't come from pop stars or... Mm. Or um, or notable figures. It comes it comes from within, and unfortunately, some people have it and some people what don't. What about when Madonna did it? Was it that slightly different? A different sort of political it landscape. Era. It was a different era. It was a different time. Yeah, I mean, she took it with that whole sex book, where she just picture her smoking with her tits out, trying to hail a taxi. <laughs> I don't really know. Which... Smoking with her tits out, trying to hail a taxi is a great name for a yeah. An, a, a... That's your next show. Yeah. <laughs> Comics do all this, do this all the time. Take a sentence, make it a thing. Do you know, do you know one of the and, and I think also like any kind of political move. Do you remember like in like in the last decade there was atheism? That was the big thing all the lefties were. Oh, about. like with um, Richard Dawkins, he was big, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it was all about atheism, and people sort of ran. And then it's sort of everyone got used to the arguments, and then all you can do is kind of like rip the rip the shit out of those arguments. And I was thinking maybe this wave of feminism is reaching that point where we've heard certain things so much. And one of the ways that I think this is happening is in films. Whenever I see a film now, you see the interviews that they do, and they go, it's got a really good, strong female, kick-ass lead. It's always feisty, sassy, fucking scientist, can fight, and all this stuff. And, and, and but they, I don't mind that they have these characters, but they keep saying it like, this is the first film to have ever done this. And you go, I think we've had a lot of those, man. Like, we had The Hunger Games, you know what I mean? Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Yeah, we've right. had it years before that as well. There's loads. But it just comes around. But people want to make out like this is something that's happening for the first time. It's well, like, like Jamila Jamil makes out that everything mm. she attaches herself to, she's the first person who ever said it. <laughs> yeah. Or who's that one? Rose, what's her name? The one that was the big Me Too. Oh, Rose. Um, Rose Army. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What? What's her? Um, Can't remember. She's the Harvey. Maybe her surname is Army. It's not Army. To... <laughs> but she's she was on Charmed, wasn't she? And she was. Yes, yeah. And, and, and she Har- was one of the big uh, kind of uh, whistleblowers on. On uh, Weinstein. On, on on me too. And it's it's like with Extinction Rebellion. It's like Greenpeace was a thing. This is not. We used to get told when we were kids about acid rain and the ozone layer. But for some reason, we all feel like there's this strange presentism. And, you know, with the films with the female heroines, I would say that there's been loads of films that have had kick-ass female leads now. To the point where, like, the really revolutionary thing to do would be just to have... Five a, white guys. A re- or really <laughs> the meek, meek woman just, like, who just needs validation from a man. And, and at the end of the film, that's what she works out. She, all she wants is just a man to tell her she's okay. Yeah, That's just a beautiful to, film. just to scoop her up and stuff. She doesn't have to be like leading the fucking army. Do you know what I mean? And because it just feels like that it, it sets this agenda now for films. Because I'm, I'm into Game of Thrones and no spoiler alert, but I've certainly noticed that as the series has gone on, you can almost see the point at which Weinstein happened, and they were like, "Oh, we've shown a lot of tit in this. <laughs> um, what if the ones with the tits?" Also, the powerful ones. <laughs> There's no penis in it. No penis in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but who wants to see that? I don't want yeah. to see that. I'd no. rather see some tits. Yeah, out of context. Penis has to have context, I yeah. think, for women. That's one thing blokes have never understood. This is where the dick pic phenomenon comes from. Because blokes think, 
Uh, as a bloke, I like seeing the sexy bits all the time. Yeah. So if I was a woman, that would always be great, just seeing a dick, you know, but it's not how women feel about it, is no, it? No, unless you... I mean, we'd like to see an erect penis. Yeah. That's always nice. It's And it's like, I like you as well. That's what that means. Mm. Um, but we only want to see that erect penis if someone attractive is at the end of it. Yeah. Because you can't And have, you're not tired or busy. Yeah. <laughs> All of those, those have to be the reasons. Yeah. Um, and and then once you've got all of those things ticked, then you can see an erect penis. However, it's different, I think, for chaps sometimes, yeah. which is the sexy bits. Well, they're they're always welcome. Always welcome. Yeah, they're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God on. bless breastfeeding, which did that to you all. Yeah, I, I think about it recently. If you actually stop and interrogate it, it's kind of it's breastfeeding. It's your mother. It's yeah. to do with but your mother. But then women got breastfed as well, so yeah, we like to we like it too. No, too. I've just watched the L Word for two weeks straight. I'm on season five. I binged the whole thing. Yeah. It's a great TV what show. What is the L word? Has it's it got- a show about these powerful lesbians in LA um, who uh, basically all fuck each other. But, yeah. the, uh, you know, the acting's good. The, the woman from Flashdance plays one of the leads in it. Um, the sex is good in it. It's quite... Like, everyone looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it's very melodramatic and a bit soapy, but um, I was I, I like to have something to switch off to, so I decided to... The L word. I mean, I've got quite a lot of male listeners. I think you've... That's... There's going to be a lot of people searching that now. There's a lot of shagging in it, guys. Yeah. Lots of... Uh, and all the women are hot as well. Sounds awesome. There's only one... Um, they're like lipstick lesbians, as they refer to them. There's not many... Um, uh, what they refer Proper to ones, in the eh? show, but the ones we grew up with, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, they went the full, they went the full nine yards, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> Lesbians I grew up with do not enter on the L word now. No, no. <laughs> I, um, why do? Why is it harder for a female comic to have contrarian views? Like, why well, they're almost expecting you to have this kind of like. Mary Poppins sort of singing to the animals again is this, this sexism idea? still because women still still have that internalised sexism in them that there's this role that a woman has to be and that you have to be and this the other thing if you mm. look at women when they're at school or you look at girls when they're at school you know you have the popular groups of girls and mm. they're always a certain type of girl let's be honest basic and, mm. and then all the people that don't <clears throat> fit within that mould they're in, an, they're in another group and if you are parents and you have young daughters and they're not fitting into the popular group thank your fucking lucky stars because they're going to be legends when they're older because all the basic girls at my school I don't I don't know what they're doing mm. um, but I didn't fit into any of that stuff but it's that idea that there's a certain type of woman that you have to be in if you don't fit with that type of woman like there was this WhatsApp group that all the women comedians are on mm. and um, and um, I got invited into it and then I was in it for about nine minutes and I looked at it and all the messages and it was basically this hierarchy system where you've got loads of like lower level um, I, I wouldn't call them lower level just like you know uh, female comedians that are not further along in their career as others wanting the, the top the top level comedians to be replying to their messages not getting replied to them and there's this imposed hierarchy system in this group and I, lo- I was there for nine minutes and then the next message I saw was Jade Adams has left this group, so I wasn't getting. I'm getting involved mm. in that shit. That's where I get in trouble. I don't. I, I yeah. Things where I've got. A, I've got a, a adhere to some sort of um, mm. uh, power system that enforced power system that isn't the law. But isn't that like the, the irony of it? Is the whole point of the liberal left project is to not 
have expectations of people by age, race or gender, right? That's yeah. one of the core principles, all sexuality. They yeah. don't give a shit about class, though. The class is different. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, got, yeah. Well, that's a different conversation. They don't. They yes, you you can't have any expectations with all of the things that make you look good. But when it comes to class, they don't give a fuck. Well, it's a it's been a blind spot, isn't yeah. it? It's but you know the, the way that people have reacted to you is sort of suggests that one is that old fashioned thing of left is nice. You know, like a simplistic view of left right politics. And I know your political sort of character is much more complex than simply that. And then the second thing is that women are nice. You know, those are two those are two those are two expectations. Those that's prejudging people. That's prejudice, isn't it? It's not you're not allowed to I've been watching re watching um, Ali Mobile recently as well. I've mm. proper gone through all of the two thousands or ninety shows that I used to watch. Yeah. One of the things I love about watching Ali Mobile is the you know, they're all they're all getting away with fat phobia quite well, um, mm. quite easily. It's it's horrific and that really? but um, uh, the other thing that I really love about it is everyone is able to talk to each other about how they feel about how they treat them and then they get over it by saying the word bygones mm. and I want to live in a world where I'm able to tell people how I feel mm. about the way that they've treated me and get over it immediately after hoping that you won't make that same mistake again but people get so offended so quickly and I'm the type of woman who does that sort of thing but I'm told is that I'm not a nice woman because I do that because I tell people how I feel or I can't pretend and it's mm. like it's that pretense that I feel that sometimes there's that um uh, when you were talking about um, things that are forced uh, upon this, you know, what a nice woman. It's this pre living in pretense. Mm. I can't do that. I'm not able to be pretentious. I have to live in reality. So if something... You can't tell me something's black when it's actually white, like mm. Ariana Grande. I mean, that's just a joke. But I... Um, Is that one of her songs? No, she... Um, no, it's Michael Jackson's song. But Ariana Grande isn't black, but she uses black culture to... Um, yeah. To she sounds kind of Hispanic. Yeah, she's not at all. What is she? White. So she's white. She's got half. She's got an Italian parent or something. Right. She's white. She uses black culture to um, make herself a millionaire. Yeah. There's loads of people that do that though. This is a thing. It's one of my favourite things at the moment. Is watching, um, and this is my new show. So I'm mm. gonna. Um, the new show is called Here's One I Culturally Appropriated Earlier, <laughs> and <laughs> I because I took a pop pop yeah. at feminism last year I'm going to take a pop of white people this year because mm -hmm. um, one of the funniest things I see is white people trying to hold on to relevance for dear life by attaching themselves to diversity mm. but making sure that their face is in the middle of it as well so I'm mm. my sort of next show is going to be about because um, I went to Japan and they made me dress up like them and I went to Mexico and we like immersed ourselves in a culture so I've sort of travelled around, yeah. around the world trying to absorb cultures to make myself relevant and then my father found out this incredibly disappointing secret that as far back as the 14th century, my family are originally from Bristol. Yeah. Um, so unbroken, unbroken, West Country. Cut through me like a stick of rock. I yeah. am white. Um, except for my half Chinese brother, which I'm definitely going to wheel out because that's definitely going to... That's what the industry needs. That's what they want. You need a half Chinese brother. And if you don't have one, find one, buy one. They're cheaper. <laughs> they're a lot cheaper. There's loads of them. If you import them from China. <laughs> there's, there's factories there. This one's Bristolian, but we're just not letting him speak. Well, a half Chinese with a Bristolian accent. Yeah, he's, uh, he's so normal as well. He's an electrician. <laughs> What's his name? Kane Pang. That's your half brother. My half brother, yeah. Kane Pang. It sounds it sounds like an electrician's name, doesn't it? Kane Pang. Yeah. Yeah. 
Has he got a proper West Country accent? Yeah, he's really Bristolian. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's good at his job as well. Got one or two awards last year. I mean, I'm the one Probably who Probably diversity targets, isn't it, James? <laughs> you know? um, this, this, this tour, when, when is it happening? When is it? So, um, it's happening from now, actually. I've got... Um, now uh, being we're in late November 2019. Yeah, late November 2019. So, up until April 26th. Oh, yeah. of 2020 where I'm in Bristol for my final show at the Old Vic which is quite the um, lovely homecoming and the lion be done by Kane Pang <laughs> well, I'd like to close with the guests with doing some uh, letters yes please uh, we've, we've got a few here uh, this first one's from Tim in Shropshire. Hi, Tim. Uh, it's coming up on Christmas. Every year I outspend my wife by a factor of four to one. Everyone in the family talks about the pressure I'm under to top last year. So I'm presuming he means how much he spends on her versus what she spends on him. She faces no such pressure and phones in my gift every time. I'm planning on phoning in a very basic gift option for her this year. What do you reckon? What like So... He, get, he gets her nice stuff. He spends more, which is often the case between men and women. But he's fed up with it. And he's now planning to be equal. <laughs> Tim, it depends. Like, if this is the only thing that's wrong in your marriage, I'd just let it roll. If it's... What do you think? He's, if he's I, done it every year, it would be helpful to know how many years it's been happening it, for. This, he, this is still going to be a problem forever, though. And at some point, this is going to rear its ugly head. So yeah. I would say because I like to get stuff out and done and yeah. over with, bring it up now and tell her as you give her, I think yeah. before her birthday, so don't be an arsehole to her on her birthday. This is Christmas, oh, Christmas. I think it's about, Don't yeah. be an arsehole to her on Christmas. Yeah. Have a conversation with her. Be responsible. Don't retaliate and be spiteful. Mm. Speak to her and say, look, I outdo you on presents every year. I don't want to argue about this, but I either want you to make more of an effort or I'm going to make less of an effort. We need to match it. I just... I think you know there's little clues into what kind of man we're dealing with here where he says by a factor of four to one so I think he has googled price points for what she's bought him he's googled her presence I can't I think so I'm just trying to work out Tim is that sort of name as well women want experiences if I I think that a a really good idea for Tim is to stop buying her stuff None, none of us need any more stuff yeah like Buy an experience, get her a massage, go to Babington House in Somerset for an afternoon and have facials and things like that and then go swimming together and relax and drink. But and what eat. we're going to be like, I really look forward to that. And for today, I would like to open something as well. That would be, I think a lot of women would still want, yeah, and what's my thing to have for, a little to, thing. for today? Yeah. Little nicky nacky no. Yeah, but you would put that you would put that experience in a in a present and then you would wrap it a few times and you'd put some little crap yeah. stuff in it and you'd put like maybe like an apple and an onion and then you'd laugh at the onion and then you'd open it up and then there would be this card in there and then it would be this experience. That would be the present. I uh, yeah, no, I'm just I might only be thinking about my own marriage now. The experience I can imagine it being said with inverted commas. And the, one of the experiences is not having anything new to wear on Christmas Day. That'd be a new experience. Oh would it? This letter is from Tammy. I haven't heard from me. Tammy. Tammy? That's not a real name. They've made that up. That's that's someone you know and they've changed their name. Tomorrow. I always thought like Tammy's were like cold at the mid 90s. 
Um, you're thinking, isn't it the two Tammies on Parks and Recreation? Ron mm. Swanson's two ex-wives are both called Tammy. Tammy. Tammy 1 and Tammy 2, and they're right. both arseholes. A bit of business with Tammy in my time, but I, mean, I don't think like she was killed or anything. I think she's still around. Could be her. It's Tammy Girl, which was an old shot by you, Sam. It sounds a bit tardy, doesn't it? Tammy. Tammy sounds punchy. I don't think that's a real name. Prove it, Tammy. Could be, yeah. It could be. She didn't give a location, so... Uh, uh, Tammy says, I fancy one of the sales reps at my job. He's a twat, but I like him. Okay. Uh, I've thrown it all the signals, thrown it or out. I've thrown out all the signals, <laughs> but I get the impression the modern climate is making him worried about making a move. Modern climate, because this is a workplace thing, so maybe he's a bit cautious in and around that. I could just tell him I want to bang him, but that pisses me off and he should show some courage. Is he worth the effort? So they're working together. So he's a rep, right? She, didn't, she hasn't said what job she does, but imagine she's like a gobby dawn out of the office. She sounds gobby, to be <laughs> she fair. She sounds tammy. She, why does he just fuck me over the thing? Why is, he hasn't fucked me yet. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Fucking leaning forward. Do you know what I mean? Laughing at his shitty jokes. Is he been flirting with her? I mean, there's loads of questions I've got. I because if him. he's been flirting with her, then, then, then yeah, he's been a, a bit of a, a worse. Um, and he should, and they both should just look at each other and say less fuck, which yeah. is how I got my chat. I just said you fancy me, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but if he hasn't been flirting with her, then I'd say that he needs to stay well away from her. Yeah. <laughs> and that this is a an yes. unhealthy attachment that Tammy's got. Yes, but she seems quite confident, doesn't she? She's a very confident woman. Like, did she? Mad people are confident, though. But she doesn't seem to have accepted the fact that he might just not want to sleep with her. Maybe might he enjoy, want her. enjoy her company. Uh, the modern climate. So, if she's wrong, it's quite funny that she's put it down to like PC gone mad. Like back in the day, she had all the reps. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was better. Like she really resents feminism. She was getting dick everywhere, and then ever since Me Too, it's like. Can't get dick anywhere. No, no compliments even. Do you know what I mean? Like she said, how low cut has this fucking blouse got to be before <laughs> I get a fucking? She's coming dressed as Jodie Marsh and no one's taking <laughs> any notice. The old, what the, the, <laughs> the, the old bandolier belt. that she was wearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now Jodie, if the modern Jodie Marsh would have an issue, wouldn't she? Like she'd be like, here's my tits and mental health. Uh, yeah, there would you would it would the tits can only be I said this in my show, yeah. which is their um, uh, inspirational porn has overtaken soft porn for the things that we, if you strapped uh, the idea that someone might get laid to a product they would buy it in the nineties, but now if you strap a good deed to a product it'll make them buy it. Yes, um, but it's time to blend those two, and we need some. Insp- I just don't know, like that myth about like good guys and stuff like that we know there's in this no industry the nicer they are on stage or screen the worse they are of it as, yeah. a, as a, a, there's there's exceptions to that but as a rule and that's not just comics that's in showbiz generally that's people in general yes i people suppose it exacerbates are, it doesn't it show business but people that are too nice there's some at their hiding rich always says that i'm way too cynical but I'm not, I'm just a realist. And I know that people don't ever offer anything for nothing. The only people that do that is people that love you. Love takes time. People do not love you immediately. The people that do love you immediately have probably got some issues. Mm. But what I realized once I'd seen how people made themselves popular, i.e. my sister who was very popular at school, was to sit back and go, well, actually she's thick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I would rather be I do that, I do, I do, I do like thick women. I do. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I feel 
<laughs> I just been as honest as I can be. Like temporarily, because they just seem nice, don't they? Bimbos are brilliant. I love bimbo. Bimbos are fantastic because they're normally quite upbeat, aren't they? They're bubbly, they're effervescent. Bubbly, what great words. And they're unchallenging, they laugh at your jokes and stuff like that. I mean, like, but good five years into a marriage with a bimbo, that is. You're hard. still happy. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you're just sort of like. She just like and you just you just really want to watch like a Netflix documentary, but she's like on season nine of something really bad. Desperate Housewives. Yeah, but I'll watch that stuff, you know. But she probably thinks like Desperate Housewives. She thinks that's like her kind of Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks. Why don't you just say, look, mate? I think it's time. Mm. But I think the way she's put it is that would really annoy her, and the moment she had to do that, he'd be less sexy because she'd had to make the move. Well, I think is that she's, common for women? I don't, I don't find it less sexy that I had to w- walk up to Rich and tell him that he fancied me before he made a move. Right. Um, but I don't think that that's less sexy. He dominates in other ways. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but she doesn't know, just by this response, maybe he just, just, just do it and then find out if, he, if he's not yeah. got the... He's not got the goods to back up the... Stop pissing about, Tommy. It is a different time, Tammy. And if you still want to be getting that sales rep dick, you need to <laughs> move with the dick times that we This letter is, uh, who would win it? So we always do a, a mythical, uh, hypothetical political fight here. Uh, who would win in a fight between Justin Trudeau and Boris Johnson? We'd normally be doing domestic, but now we've moved international here. Would but- Justin... Would Justin black up because he thought that would give him the edge? But let's focus on the Trudeau versus Boris Johnson. So Trudeau, I mean, like it, people always think of oh, Boris. Boris is quite stocky, isn't he? He is six foot. Yeah, I. Yes, he is stocky. I think, but yeah, he's st- Boris would probably. I, I Boris would win that fight. But Trudeau is in a lot better shape. Just forget, even if he's a bit of a, a sort of a bit of a fanny, generally Trudeau, I'd imagine. If he's if he's gymming it, he's just gonna be able to move quicker. He's gonna have more body strength if he just does basic. You think about weights. the type of person that needs to have the the ability to stick up for themselves when they've failed at something. Yeah. Rather than go, I don't know. And like when someone says to him, "How many times have you blacked up?" and he says, "To be honest, I really don't know." Yeah. Like to not be able to back. Like he, there's just something a little bit. He just seems a little bit like a pansy. Yes. Whereas Boris is seems a little sort of on the edge sometimes and like that's a switch de- up like he's Lenny from Of Mice and Men <laughs> <laughs> but, but managed to become Prime Minister yeah well that's but, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that's what he's done yes yeah, it's just smoke and mirrors and he's become Prime Minister he shouldn't be Prime Minister there should and be he no shouldn't one. be stroking any pets no yeah <laughs> no, no so you think so what, what would it be though if we think about the actual physical mechanics of the fight would it be windmilling arms would it be he, uh, physical Bar- overwhelming Boris would pick something up and clock him right on the the money bit on the on the temple. And then well, Trudeau would perhaps have think that, that he'd be up on his toes, adopting quite a classical stance. Yeah, Trudeau would think, oh, right now I should do an impression of a black boxer, and that will win. And then yes. and then by the time that's happened, um, Boris has found a cone yeah. and he's hit him somewhere on the head. Uh, yeah, like a sneaky a sneaky move as well. Like, yeah, no weapons, no weapons. They both agree, no weapons. And as Trudeau was just. Doing something vain, perhaps that would be like his hubris. As he turned away briefly, Boris would just clock him on. Yeah. So straight KO there for Boris. That was from Ruzzy, by the way. Hi, Ruzzy. Yeah. 
And great oh, question. Listen, <laughs> just before we go, your tour. Anything else you need to plug? So the tour is the tour is what's it called again? Um, it's called the Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Old Face, and it will be in a town near you. And all the dates are on my website. Any Bio. towns? You rattle off just a few. Just um, I got Reading, I got Maidenhead, Swindon, Nottingham, uh, Brighton, Bristol, Edinburgh, Glasgow, um, Birmingham. Uh, there's loads of them cool. I love I love jadeadams.com and jade with a Y cool well listen I, I've seen the show it's a brilliant show people should come and see it wherever it is and Jade Adams thanks very much for being on What Most People Think thanks Jeff okay so that is the end of uh, episode 20 of What Most People Think I hope you enjoyed the chat with Jade uh, she just I do recommend the tour show highly because she's just got something different in terms of social commentary and around gender issues but not just that you know she, I think she's a really distinctive voice uh, in British comedy like every episode I'm going to end by reading out a couple of the most recent uh, five star I was going to say 155 star reviews uh, but what have we got here we've got something from uh, Hammersmith okay so I'm going to give you a bit of a London accent here West London uh, this is from Hammersmith 1915 it says, I don't listen to much, I don't listen to or watch much comedy these days. Jeff is on the right side of woke, making it funny again. So much so, I booked tickets for Epson in March. It'll be my first live comedy outing in more than two decades. Whoa, keep up the good work. No pressure there, no pressure. Two decades, man, come on, fuck. Well, look, I'll, uh, I'll pack some extra jokes for that one. Uh, this is from Mr. Ye- Mr. Bear UK. Uh, this podcast is such a refreshing change. As is Jeff's humour. More please, Jeff. Oh, Mr. Bear? Is that because your bear's in? I don't know. We could. Um, what's, this is from Sunny Bristol. Great show. My favourite podcast. A voice of sanity. Fighting the fight against the endemic of wokeitis. Inoculate yourselves. Get a shot of Jeff's podcast now. Disclaimer. This is not official Department of Health advice. There you go. Look, thank you very much for all those reviews. It's always nice to read them. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I always enjoy doing these podcasts. As ever, subscribe, like, rate, recommend. If you think people are going to like this, tell them because numbers went up significantly last time. And of course, if there's anything I've said that you want to call bullshit on or just argue with me about, uh, it's what most people think, uk at gmail.com. But until next time, this has been me. Mm-hmm.